Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blitko, Raicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Tan, Kenshi, Lee, Mave, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Natara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, my guest is writer and comedian, Danielle Radford. Hello! Hi, Danielle. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I think uh, this is the quickest turnaround uh, we've had on the show yet for friend to guest on the show because we just met at my birthday party like a few weeks ago. It turns out it's really easy to befriend someone when it's their birthday and they're yeah. already really happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already in super good mood. I was like, wow, she's really fun. We really hit it off. You asked to be on the show and here we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please put me on your show about Mortal Kombat. Uh, and, and it happened. It's happening right now. Um, Today we're talking about Sonya Blade. This is the first female character we've talked about on the show. She's also the first one introduced to Mortal Kombat and was the only one for a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, I think that at the point that the first Mortal Kombat came out, you know, you could have, like, the sexy lady show up. Yes. Or no ladies at all, just a bunch of local toughs. But I think that, to Mortal Kombat's credit, they introduced a very subversive and interesting, but still, you know... Still, sex appeal is a part of the in the mix. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, look, uh, ACAB, but like, it's very. I like that she was brought on. She was very clearly like military when she was brought on because there are some characters like a Chun Li, mm -hmm. where if you don't know that game, you don't know that Chun Li's a cop. Yeah. Chun Li's a cop. Mm -hmm. um, well, you should know she's wearing traditional cop garb. <laughs> that is her police uh -huh. uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is what they give you when you go to police yeah. school. Street Fighter Universe has a, only one really heightened sci-fi element, and it's that all police officers wear that specific outfit. <laughs> so, you know, to Sonya Blade's credit, that's not who she is. Yes. Um, until sometimes later, but we'll get until there. Until occasionally she is. Yeah, yeah. It, really, it really seemed like uh, every once in a while she was... Just the sexy lady. Uh-huh. But uh, more often than not, she wasn't, which is pretty good for video games. No, you, that is amazing <laughs> for video games. That you even get one or two moments where it's like, I'm going to wear a full shirt today. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I'm going to try an entire pant and yeah. see how that works for me. If I recall correctly, first costume, she had pants mm -hmm. and a shirt. Yeah. There was some midriff. But that's, um, you know. But hey, you know, it. I, it, I understood how in a, a fighting circumstance that would be more helpful. Yeah, like but a not. sports bra. I get it. Yeah. 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 That's how they fight in the MMA. Sure. So a little background on Sonya. Uh, and this is like, you know, the deep background. Pre-Mortal Kombat games, uh, she was raised by a Marine, her dad, and he disappeared on a mission. And a lot of her drive to joining the Marines, which she did eventually do, was to try to find out what happened to him. 
That's literally all of the information there's ever been about Sonya Blade's dad. <laughs> he went on a mission, he disappeared, and she really wanted to figure out what happened. Okay, bye, dad. So she was just like a single-minded person, like got into the Marines, was always like a hard-ass, very focused, did not have a lot of friends, was not a super social person because she was so dedicated to her job and like this idea of finding uh, her dad. But eventually she gave up on that. Bye, dad. Mission, yeah. And I think... You know, I, I may be uh, putting more meat on the bones than there actually is, but I think a kind of interesting thing about Sonia is that in her story, she's always, like, super, super, super dedicated to her friends and her partners. Like, a lot of the decisions yes. she makes early on in the story has to do with, like, you know, avenging a fallen partner or going and saving someone who's in a dangerous situation that's yeah. become a friend of hers. So I, I like to think that Sonia was a very hard-nosed person, very focused, joined the Marines, was all about finding her dad, and then what she found was camaraderie. <sighs> And a She's sense like of justice and purpose. The one person that Mortal Kombat actually made them a better person. Yeah, yeah. Like being in Going Mortal Kombat. Going to the MK tournament. Well, I don't know. Johnny Cage, I would say, arguably yeah, was yeah, made yeah. a much better person by Absolutely. entering the Mortal Kombat tournament. And they found each other. They made each other better people. Aww. Yeah. Um, Humans, man, we suck. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone else came fully formed. It's true. But one of the things that I do really love and about Sonya and have loved from the beginning about her, although she was never like my favorite character to play as because yeah. I was more like, give me the monsters, give me the ninjas, give me the more like fantasy elements. It is definitely fun that uh, in the mix with all of that is this, you know, Marine, uh, <laughs> this military person who's suddenly thrown into this world of magic and monsters is always a fish out of water, but completely adapts and is just focused on like figuring out her sense of right and wrong in these like insane evolving circumstances yeah. and doing what she needs to do to get like the job done. Look, she figures out how to kill people with a kiss. Uh-huh. She's got what is it, the teleport punch? Like mm -hmm. she figures out a lot of stuff about how this she, world works. She, she has a lot of moves in the game where it's like, well, but wait, like you're just in the military like you're just yeah. a human being <laughs> from Earth. <laughs> it's like Scarlet Witch and they have the same move move set because they both have like that lady head uh, scissors. Yeah. That thing that they put in for every lady yeah. where they all yeah. suddenly know how to do the head scissors. Yeah, they suddenly know how to leap up in the air and yeah. strangle someone with their legs and flip them around. Yeah, right. That move? Yeah, right in the uh -huh. crotch. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strange. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's the moves we give ladies. Yeah, you know, uh, it's uh, who hasn't seen a lady in their life uh, scissor kick somebody? <laughs> yeah, man, just, uh, you know, ladies, next time you get into a fight with a man at the bar, just throw yourself crotch first right at his neck and just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> So Sonia is in the Marines. Eventually, she becomes a member of a, a group called the U.S. Special Forces, which is a you know, fictional wing of the U.S. military that's assigned to fighting international crime gangs. And the gang that she's been on the tail of for uh, a while at the time of the first uh, Mortal Kombat game story is a group called the Black Dragon. They're like a kind of all-around criminal enterprise. They are mercenaries. They do gun running. They're thieves. And they're... Uh, run by this guy named Kano. Who does not seem like he would have organizational acumen. No. He really is such an unbelievably selfish prick that it seems odd that he is able to organize any kind of a team. Yeah. Um, but his whole team dies like pretty early in the Mortal Kombat story, so oh, we never we really even get to see <laughs> that in action. How badly he got everyone yeah. he knows killed. I will say to his credit, he's a very charismatic guy. Yeah. So I, I bet that was part of it, was he was able to kind of, in a very cult leadery way, get people to follow him. People love an accent, man. People really do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he eventually became Australian. I, I, it's funny <laughs> to me, like, he was never meant to be Australian in the games, and then they made 
the in the first movie, Mortal Kombat yeah. movie and cast an Australian guy and we're like, oh, that's fun. And he's just become Australian in the games from that point forward. And, but you know what? It is fun. It is. Like, it works. When he, when he comes in, he's like, treasure of these moments. Like, it's... Well, it's everyone in Mortal Kombat is so... Ironically, for a series in which uh, at the beginning, like, half of the characters were the exact same ninja model, but, yes. like, with different colors, everyone is so different and has such a different, like, origin story and, like, background in the game that it's nice that, like, they had, you know, another normal human person and at least made them from another country. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. To acknowledge that not all human people are from the USA. Right, because I believe... We forget that sometimes, too. But... I mean, I guess we got some ninjas from Japan, but that's... They're all chosen. Yeah. Everyone else is chosen. Yeah. Kano really wormed his way in there. And so did Sonya. Yeah. Sonya, like, fell into the Mortal Kombat tournament because she's hunting Kano down, who had killed her partner... And uh, she wanted revenge. She wanted to bring him and the whole Black Dragon gang down. And uh, as she's tracking him, he is in the process of going to this place called Shang Tsung's Island because uh, it's a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Or would you would you just call your island Ben Island? Hmm. I was. I don't think the thought has ever occurred to me, but it sounded really good when you said it. <laughs> See? So I guess I would. Do you just have someone so I respect there? respect the Chang song. Yeah. Just imagine, like, someone playing, like, some Calypso, maybe some steel drums. Oh, Welcome yeah. to Ben Island, man. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Drum. Yeah, so I guess this island's in the Caribbean <laughs> it, somewhere. It would have to be. It's the only one <laughs> yeah. that we could afford. Okay. No, that's probably true. I don't know. Where do you think the cheapest islands are? Um, I mean, I think that you can still buy that one that Firefest was at. Where even was it? I didn't watch any of the documentaries about Firefest. I like read the first article about it, and that was it. You have to watch both of them. Yeah, they're really good. Do you like no. Do you like American Greed? Uh, have you ever like show? the concept or the documentary? Like the show. Oh, uh. well, you would have to like the concept because mm-hmm. if not, you would have to move. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched that either. Yeah, you should watch both of them. They you know, the way I see it, I'm depressed enough. You know. <laughs> Right. Well, no, but that's what's great about the show is at the end, they all get their comeuppance. That's why we know they're greedy. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll definitely watch that then. But Firefight, what, where was that island? So there was, um, they were originally supposed to purchase an island and uh-huh. then they like couldn't because the people backed out because they gave too much information. Like it was supposed to be some crime boss's island and they weren't supposed to tell anyone that, but they were using that in their marketing materials. So then the people who they were going to buy the island from were like, no, we can't sell it to you now because we told you not to... Not to divulge that it used to be this person's island. And so then they just wound up going to Great Exuma, which is one of the islands in the Bahamas. Okay. I believe that was also an island in the Bahamas, but I think it is one that is purchase- purchasable. Okay. So maybe the Caribbean does have the See? cheapest island. Welcome to Ben Island, man. <laughs> well, That's a different game. That's DOA. Uh, it is. <laughs> So uh, Shang Tsung, you know, has this island and, and Kano heard there was a bunch of treasure there and he's like, I'm going to go get it. And Sonya followed him there. And uh, of course, when they arrived, what they discovered was this island was full of magic and monsters and people from other dimensions, which are called realms. And the island was actually not the site of a bunch of treasure. I mean, it also was, mm-hmm. but uh, was actually the site of a fighting tournament called the Mortal Kombat Tournament. Uh, which was going to decide the fate of our entire realm, uh, Earth realm. Oh, what a whoopsie. Yeah. What a huge mess up. You think right? you're going to go get some treasure? You think you're going to go arrest someone to get some treasure, and then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the fight between realms? Mm-hmm. That's got to... Ain't that always the case, though? Ain't that the way? Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's uh, how Columbus accidentally stumbled upon America. He yeah. was looking for something else. He, he was, was looking like, oh. for a Mortal Kombat tournament. He was looking for a Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah. <laughs> and then instead found smallpox. Uh-huh. 
good. Or syphilis, actually. I think it was syphilis was what uh, he got. Yeah. And right. He, got, he brought smallpox. Yeah. And a lot of it. Yeah. A lot Heaps. of syphilis. <laughs> All the syphilis you can carry in an overnight bag. <laughs> well, Kano and Sonia, they didn't discover syphilis. They discovered fighting. <laughs> fighting and a half dragon guy named Goro with four arms and a ninja that can shoot ice and a revenant sent from hell to kill the ice ninja. There's a whole lot going on. There's a lot happening. Island. The revenant thing is fairly, that's a newer kind of a, that's, that's a, I don't want to say, well, because they didn't really explain a lot of the Revenant thing back then, right? Oh, well, I'm referring, so Revenants have become a much bigger thing, definitely, in like yeah. the more recent games and like much later in the story, but I was referring to Scorpion, who... No, 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 that's what I'm saying, because back then, oh. I don't remember them describing him as a Revenant. They, I, I feel like they, that's a bit of a retcon. They might have used that word. I, I They definitely referred to him as like a uh, being of hellfire yes. or like a, uh, I don't think they called him a demon... Yeah, never quite a demon, but he was always like, you know, the, you know, demon, you know, hellfire, yeah. you know, the un, semi-dead or undead or whatever. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he was always a revenant, but maybe that word has become more prominent. But right. I do feel like, I, I'd have to check, but I feel like they did use it. I have to double check. Maybe not, because yeah. they also kind of draw a distinction between Scorpion and the other revenants in the recent games. So maybe not. I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, look, no, it's easy to say. You could Google it, but I'm not going to do. We're that, not going right? to do that. No, um, no. Research is dumb, and I refuse. Yeah. But I do know that at the you know at the time, as much as I love those dudes, I don't know if they were worried so much about lore building as if they were like, "How do I get this head come off?" No, I think actually, from what I understand, they were very interested in lore building, really? or at least we can make a cool story, we can make a cool world. Because initially, the ask was just to make a Universal Soldier video game. I remember. Um, yep. And then that fell through, and then it was just to do a ninja game, but they went out of the way to build in all, because all this mythology has like really been in there from the very beginning. Well, I mean, no, yeah, and, all the, and that is, I mean, the heads and stuff are really cool, and of course, everyone loves punching off somebody's head, you know, blowing oh, yeah, fire, yeah. get over yeah. here, you know, whoopsie, we all love that stuff, but the lore is like, you're so you're right, I will walk that back. Um, especially, not so much in the first Mortal Kombat, but by the time we got to the second Mortal Kombat, the lore was like what was hooking me in, at least. Yeah. And then also the decapitations. Oh, yeah, it's like, it was nice, because you got a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, those two important aspects of any good video game, which is heads coming off and lore. Man, you know, it's like it's like uh, when you take an apple pie and you put cheese on it, mm-hmm. and then maybe ice cream on the side. Yeah. And the ice cream is more I heads. Which I still haven't tried, but I really want to. I haven't done the cheese apple pie yet. It's fine. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, it's good, but for everyone who's like, it's it's just salty. It's just saltier apple pie. That sounds good, though. Yeah. Maybe I'm just hungry. You might I just be hungry. I early today. <laughs> now, you should probably eat lunch before <laughs> I ate lunch at like 12 today. Like I, I like went for it the second it was like a permissible lunchtime. I had a uh, Mapo tofu for the second time this week. That sounds And dumb. I know that my wife's going to get home while I'm here and open the fridge and see even more Mapo tofu and think I'm out of my mind. You ever fucks with uh, fried tofu with peanut sauce? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a yeah, big yeah, one. Yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah. one. Yeah. Welcome I'm to Tofu Podcast. So I eat lots oh, of tofu. Oh, shit. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tofu cast. Uh, yeah, dude. Welcome to Mortal Tofu cast. <laughs> um, but, you know, back to Sonya's story. Sonya's tracking Kano. She she follows him to Shang Tsung's island. They, I imagine, immediately look around like, what the fuck is happening? And Shang Tsung captures both of them and says uh, to Sonya specifically, hey, um, welcome to the Mortal Kombat tournament. We're deciding whether or not uh, another realm called Outworld is going to get to invade Earthrealm and uh, consume it and merge it and eat everyone's souls. Um, I'm going to kill your whole unit. 
who I've also captured here, unless you fight in the Mortal Kombat tournament, because I'm Shang Tsung, and I like to have a good time. <laughs> all right, now that, now that all of the introductions are out yeah. of the way, tell me a little bit about yourself, yeah. Sonia. Yeah. Who's your buddy? And Sonia, like I said, you know, she's very mission-oriented. She's very uh, protective of her friends. So she's like, yeah, I'll fight in your tournament. Who gives a shit? I'll kill as many dragon people as I have to <laughs> to protect the, like, four or five of my uh, compatriots that you now have in a cell. Give me back my black friend. Yeah. Well, actually, so we'll get into that a little later. Uh, I imagine you're referring to Jax. Uh-huh. Jax, uh, his story kind of flops in an interesting way in the second timeline, which we'll get to. We will get there. Uh, yeah. But in this initial timeline, it was not Jax that was on the island. It was a different group. It was like uh. it was like the soldiers who were with her when she took the boat in. She was just tracking Kano to the island. That's right. And mm-hmm. then Jax was like left behind. Yeah, um, you he know. winds up kind of coming to her rescue. So what happens is she and then was like, "I need metal arms." Okay, so she <laughs> she goes ahead. to fight in this tournament, and while she's there, she actually makes like new friends. Uh, this uh, Thunder God is like, "Hey, I'm Raiden. What's up? Um, do you want to fight on my team or defending the Earth?" And she was like, "Defending. That's like my whole thing. Yes, I'm in." This is the chillest camp. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. And he was like, "This friends. is Luke." Kang. Liu Kang is, uh, he's sort of my champion, I guess you could say. Uh, he's a Shaolin monk, and she was like, cool, nice to meet you. And he's like, and this is Johnny Cage. He's a movie star who also accidentally came here. <laughs> um, and he's just trying to prove that he doesn't use special effects when he fights. And uh, Johnny Cage and uh, and Sonya do not get along right away, obviously, because mm-hmm. Johnny Cage is like an egotistical, very selfish person. Now, is it true that he was based on Steven Seagal? No, he's based on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah. Oh, because as a joke. Because, because of the Universal Soldier game, yeah. Yeah, because of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because, you know, uh, Steven Seagal, he doesn't pull his punches when he right. fights people because mm-hmm. he's afraid that everyone's going to think he's a pussy. Yeah, no, so he actually, like, harms everybody on his stunt team regularly. Regularly, yeah. Yeah, yeah just breaks their arms for real. That's fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> Maybe not the arm breaking, but definitely the. Actually, no. I think he has broken a couple of arms. No, he definitely has. I think yeah. they, I've read stories about him just like straight up snapping people's arms like on set, like yeah. bone popping out. Yep. Yeah. He's that's worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. To and not now, work and now for two he, years. Ironically, like now he doesn't have it in him to do much real fighting at all. So if you see the videos, oh, I've just, seen those clips. Yeah, he just kind of lazily pretend fights, like waves his hands. It's like around, water like, dance fighting. Yeah, he's it's like play slapping. Interpretive and people fighting. Just, like, uh, what's the word? Kayfabe for him? Yeah, like they, real yeah. hard? They sell it real hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do some real big bumps for yeah. old Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but no, Johnny is Johnny is based on Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, and is everything that Sony is not. So they do not get along at all uh, to begin with. But it's kind of fun about Mortal Kombat. really brings people together. At the end of the tournament, Liu Kang successfully beats uh, Goro, who is Outworld's champion, in the tournament and he beats Shang Tsung and the island starts falling apart uh, because Outworld lost. And in the chaos, uh, Sonya, Johnny, and Kano actually wind up having to fight together against Goro, who's just trying to kill them uh, mm-hmm. while Liu Kang is fighting Shang Tsung. And so in a fun way, you know, these three people who didn't get along at all wind up fighting together. I mean, Sonya still hates Kano's guts. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, they, they have a... A cause which is not dying. Look, we all have a coworker. You know, you just have to keep it profesh with because mm-hmm. the job has to be done. Yeah, of course. Who's yours? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like weirdly. I like everyone at this job. That's I wish nice. you would. I wish you would ask me this five years ago when right. I wasn't a writer. I got lots of names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't we all? You know, when it comes down to it. Um, so they wind up defeating Kate, uh, Goro, 
the island collapses, and uh, in the chaos, Sonya's team dies at some point in the first Mortal Kombat tournament. I don't know if it was while the island was collapsing and they were still in their jail cell and probably got like, crushed in there or what. But uh, her friends die. She and Kano get kidnapped the last second uh, by Shang Tsung and everyone and brought into Outworld. And all of a sudden, she's left with her worst enemy, prisoner in another dimension, completely cut off from all of her allies. Yeah, chilling in the background on all them stages. Yeah. Yeah, that was a kind of fun uh, way to build in lore in Mortal Kombat 2. And you're mm-hmm. playing on those levels, and all of a sudden you see characters you could play as in the first game chained up prisoner and you're like oh wow how'd that happen it's like oh how do i unlock them Uh uh-huh you don't you can't they're not in it but we thought you could um but pretty cool that you know sonia blade kind of was started out her i don't know day her week just tracking down this (laughs) criminal she was like this close to getting him and now all of a sudden she's brought before the emperor of outworld shao khan who's like you're gonna be my prisoner i'm about to hold another mortal Kombat tournament it's like oh that's cool where am i and who are you yeah (laughs) why are you wearing a skull head yeah um but you know the cool thing about sonia again is that she just rolls with the punches (laughs) she was like all right i'm in another dimension i've got to come up with a plan to get back and also to arrest Kano and to keep Earth from getting destroyed because I work for the U.S. military. Like, I'm supposed to be protecting people. Somehow, she manages to get a message out uh, to her partner back in the States, Jax, saying, hey, I'm in another dimension. It's called Outworld. I need you to come rescue me. <laughs> I s- was this like the, the like a... Oh, uh, Morse code? Yeah, was it like Morse code or like has smoke signals? I'll say my best guess is Sonya's like her thing, because obviously like no one in Mortal Kombat would really survive if they didn't have something a little extra yeah. on top of being just like a soldier. So she's always got like the heights of military technology. The equivalent now of like how they have Iron Man suits now, but like yeah. we don't see them day to day like on the street. So she's got like, you know, laser gauntlets. She's got communicators I'm at least sure, a sat phone right yeah i'm sure she had a sat phone that could cross dimensions i don't know what number you have to like what the routing number is to get to uh earth realm but oh you probably it's probably one. i mean knowing yeah knowing them it's just like a bunch of mks over and over and over uh-huh. again it actually yeah. goes by letters yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but somehow she managed to get a message out to jacks uh who uh, lord help him he managed to figure out how to get to uh outworld helper i believe if i recall correctly he knew to go to Johnny, who was on set shooting like a commercial. You fucking And was dick. like, hey, what happened with Sonya? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 another dimension. There's a fighting tournament. Oh, she's still stuck over there? And then I think they got attacked by Shang Tsung and co, who were like, come fight now, world. And they were like, all right, great. Hey, guess what? Good, Johnny Cage, you dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> so throughout the second Mortal Kombat tournament, uh, Sonya's literally chained up watching every single fight uh, and watching Jax get dragged into this now. And I'm sure she's like, shit, I dragged my friend into this. Now he's in danger. My instinct is to help him and I can't. This sucks. But thankfully, uh, in classic Liu Kang style, Liu Kang manages to beat Shang Tsung and to beat Shao Kahn and to stop Outworld from taking over Earthrealm yet again. He is so good at that. Yeah. And then Jax and Sonya are free and they arrest Kano and they're trying to bring him back to Earthrealm. At the last second, he escapes, and he winds up getting an Outworld. He's now there. At least they're like, whatever, fuck it. At least he's trapped in another dimension. Let's go back uh, to Earthrealm. We need to tell the government about this. <gasps> we need to tell the government that there are other dimensions and that they want to absorb ours. It <laughs> seems like a really important thing. Yeah, it seems like something people should know. So Sonya and Jax, they run to the government, and they're like, hey, listen, there's another dimension. It's called Outworld. Uh, there's realms, yada, yada. There are elder gods. 
it's a whole thing, uh, but we need to come up with some kind of defensive plan for if this ever happens again. And the government's like, yeah, that is objectively not true. There's no way that that's real. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. So Sonia and Jackson. And how did all your friends die? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, you're court martial. What the fuck? Did you desert and then come back? Oh. <laughs> so and you come back and you're like, ooh, there's a dude with a whip. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, but, you know, eventually the government is forced to eat crow uh, when Shao Kahn, through some weird magic fuckery, uh, actually is able to just invade Earth Realm without the help of a Mortal Kombat tournament. And all of a sudden, souls across the planet are being uh, eaten by Shao Kahn and his forces, and monsters are roaming the streets, centaurs and dragons, and people are being killed everywhere. And Sonya, I'm sure, is like, told you so, but also like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta take care of this. <laughs> um... So she and Jax and her friends team up uh, to fight these death squads that are storming through the streets of every major city. Uh, and eventually she winds up encountering Kano again, who has armed Shao Kahn's forces with, like, Earthrealm weapons. <laughs> yeah, so they're, like, Fucking centaurs snitch. and like, machine guns and stuff running around. Um, and she winds up fighting him on a rooftop and kicking his ass and kicking him off of the building. He falls all the way off this like huge skyscraper, presumably to his death. There is nothing more fun than on in Mortal Kombat 3 when you get to kick people through levels. Oh, it's the best. It is the best thing. It really is. I wish that it was something that stayed in the games. It hasn't been in them in a while. Yeah, there's a lot of, in Mortal Kombat 3, and I love it, but you know, when it started to get to Ultimate and a Trilogy, it, this is the point where Mortal Kombat really started getting up its own ass. Because of the movie. I mean, let's yeah. be real. Um, so there were a lot of uh, very decadent things that didn't need to be there, but some of that stuff could have stuck around. Oh, yeah. And I definitely think that's one of them. I mean, I remember the Mortal Kombat game I probably played the most, for whatever reason, was Mortal Kombat Deception. I think because it had mm. a whole like adventure mode where you could actually run around like it was just a third-person person action-adventure game, and like you could see the different realms and like talk to people. I thought that was really cool. But, um, Which is it, what we wanted, and then when they gave it to us, it was it, like not, well, not, not, in, not in deception, but... Yeah, um, you're talking about MK Mythology yeah, Sub-Zero? Yeah, yeah. yeah great uh, story, bad game. Uh, but Shaolin Monks was kind of that, and it was pretty good. Shaolin Monks was and fun. And Special Forces, the Jax one was not good. No. No. No one wanted a Solo Jax game. I applaud them for doing all the like, spin-off action-adventure games. Because that's what I, I, I did want. I wanted that. I did, look, I would play, I would play, you know... A third person, you know, beat em up. I would play play like one of those top down, you know, four player beat em ups of yeah. Mortal Kombat. Like that sounds really fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. like like X Men style, but you know, modern or like Gauntlet. Yeah, that'd you know, be tight. that would be so much fun. I would I would do an action RPG in that universe. I Happily. would love an action RPG. Yeah, in that universe. let me let me uh, romance my favorite MK characters. <laughs> um, Shao Kahn invades Earthrealm. Of course, Liu Kang beats him, and God, he. Is that on his LinkedIn? Oh, Liu Kang's? Yeah, Yeah, like sure. winner of Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal yeah, Kombat 3. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. First place in the first two Mortal Kombat tournaments uh, mm-hmm. that occurred here in Earthrealm, as well as uh, the invasion. Uh, it was me. I single-handedly stopped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, so that's why um, we see that you haven't had like a job job in the last 10 years mm-hmm. because you've been, been fighting out, fighting, yeah. out world invasions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That <laughs> explains that gap in your resume. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was right after that uh, storyline ended that the games went 3D, and I think for Sonya in particular, the story started kind of sprawling in directions where it was like, ah, I don't know if that's really going to work, and then eventually getting reined back into yeah. kind of where things are now, where it's like pretty streamlined and character-centric. But after the invasion of Earthrealm, 
Sonia and Jax go back to the government and they're like, see? <laughs> and, and Don't you feel stupid? Yeah, the government's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you were right about the whole monsters and like other <laughs> dimensions thing. Um, so they let them create a new wing of the government called the uh, OIA, the Outworld Investigation Agency. Um, mm-hmm. That, oh, chef's kiss. That's great. It's a perfect name. And what's funny, too, is like they could have probably just used special forces since it's not a real branch of the government anyway. <laughs> um, My uncle's in special forces. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm definitely going to get tweeted at by someone who's like, no, special forces is real. I'm, I'm a special forces agent. I, I think it's real if you're like a Marine and there's like five of them or something yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah, it's like definitely. Yeah, SEAL Team 6 was probably spe- like MK special forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Sonya and Jack's really the SEAL Team 6, I would say, of the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah, yeah. Just the two of them. Just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Just two. Well, actually, so they, for- they formed the Outworld Investigation Agency, and the only members that have been like mentioned that I know of uh, that were a part of that group as well were uh, a telepathic blind swordsman named Kenshi. Kenshi! Mm-hmm. And uh, a cybernetic ninja named Cyrax. Ugh. Uh-huh. It's fine. Yeah, I don't. Once they start, see, this is what I talk about when I talk about the decadence of Mortal Kombat three. Because once they started bringing in the cybernetic ninjas, I was mm-hmm. like, "You guys have like one more thing before you lose me completely." Uh, well, it's great as they uh, didn't lose. The, clearly, they called your bluff because they've continued. Oh yeah, things. no, 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 no. And so <laughs> they wound up making them work. But yeah. it, and I love crazy stuff like that. Like I love, but this is so I have my category of things where they are bad and that's why I love them, mm-hmm. and my category of things where like they are good and that's why I love them. The Mortal Kombat movie, it's good for a movie about a fighting game, but it's a bad movie and that is why I love it. The Mortal Kombat games are genuinely very good and entertaining, and that's why I love them. And so I just felt like that was an unnecessarily like an unnecessary merging of the two things. And I was like, nope, you're either be fully bad or you'd be really good, <laughs> but you don't give me your robot ninjas without showing me where you're going. I do really like with the whole robot ninja thing, I agree that it was it was total like oh, there's robots in this game now too? Like it came so out of left field when they introduced it because up to that point it was just like, okay, here's like vaguely Eastern mysticism style like Mm -hmm. monsters and fantasy elements. Yeah, here's some people with too many teeth. Yeah. Here's some people with too many arms. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, classic stuff. (laughs) And then they were like, also robots, but the robots are ninjas. And they're on our side. (laughs) Yeah. But it will, yes and no. Well, that's what I kind of liked about it is they were like, okay, we're adding robot ninjas, but... First off, they're tragic, like monster movie shit. Some of them wanted, some of them were happy to be turned into cyborgs because it meant they could better serve their master because they were in like a very, you know, culty ninja group. Some of them were like, I didn't want to become a cyborg and I was forced to be one and now I'm a monster. See, that's the stuff that got me. Give me that Robocopness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, so I appreciate that they were like, we're introducing robots, but a lot of different flavors of robot. They all have very different emotional journeys. <laughs> and one of them eventually becomes a cop, I guess. Yeah. Also, I'm very happy that that one fat cop from Mortal Kombat 3 wasn't in. He hasn't been oh, in striker? anything since, has he? Striker? Striker was in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, and Boo. he was in Mortal Kombat 9. No, I think that's thanks. all the games that he was in. Yeah, part of me, I think we actually talked about this at my birthday party. Yeah, I think so. With Adam like, Murray. Yeah, but... Yeah, um, I just, I don't, he just has a pistol. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah there is a character who's literally just a cop. <laughs> he's just, he's just a, an NYPD officer. He's just a cop. And, and he's uh, not in shape. And like, I'm not no. body shaming at all. Because like, I am definitely in a very pleasant shape, but not one that works out as much as others. But like, <laughs> he, 
he was definitely like a traffic cop. Yeah. He or he wasn't like a running after. No, he was like a street cop. cop. He wasn't even a detective. He was just no. like he was a dude that was like walking down and being like, "Hey, you selling loose cigarettes?" Like that was yeah. who he was. Yeah. Oh, 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 God. Yeah. 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 Extremely racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's. I kind of. It feels very Mortal Kombat that they were like, "We're gonna add just a regular cop who's in way over his head," and that they were like doubling down and like no like he literally only has handguns and like stray grenades he found on the street when he was like walking around in the rubble like what's going on hey guys what's happening on this subway yeah he did you know he just thought that he was gonna stop some buskers maybe catch some kids like hop in the turnstile for fares and uh-huh. like oh no a monster dude yeah it's uh, it's perfect and beautiful. And he was not, he was, for the record, not invited to be a part of the Outworld Investigation Agency. <laughs> nope. Despite the fact that he was like, you know, uh, someone who totally fought on their side when uh, Outworld invaded, uh, Sonia and Jax were like, yeah, we're good. We have people to choose from, like, blind ninjas and, and uh, who have telepathic abilities and... He's like, but Men in Black, you guys, remember when that really cool cop and Men in Black, like, he got to be a cop, and then he got to fight aliens, and they're like, hey, you're not Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, who is? Who is? Who is? He's the genie. Um, so, <laughs> so Sonia and Jax form uh, the Hour of Investigation Agency, and just as they do, good thing, uh, there's a new threat emerging. It's not Outworld this time, but rather the Nether Realm, quite literally the hell of the Mortal Kombat mm. universe that is invading a fallen elder god named Shinnok and his little sorcerer buddy, Quan Chi, are invading Earthrealm, trying to take over. So the Outworld Investigation Agency, of course, lends their services to Raiden and to uh, Sonya's old buddies now, their old pals, uh, from the Mortal Kombat tournament. God, here we go again. And they John, look at each John other and Cage back in the mix. Yeah, they're like, let's fight to the death. <laughs> and, oh, uh, brother, can you believe it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, they go and they fight Shinnok. And, uh, you know, as you can guess, Liu Kang beats his ass uh, and they win. Netherrealm invasion squashed uh, Outworld Investigation Agency for a successful mission. We Liu did Liu Kang, one more successful yeah, LinkedIn entry. One more thing for the res. Um, and it was shortly after that that Liu Kang was straight up murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quan Chi, a little, little sidekick for uh, Shinnok. And Shang Tsung, of course, the of the first Mortal Kombat tournament and the sidekick for Shao Kahn decide they're going to partner up, kill their bosses, kill Liu Kang, the person who was able to defeat their bosses, uh, I believe just by like showing up where he was training on like a Wednesday morning and snapping his neck. See, and that's why I say when people say if you stay ready, you never have to be ready. And I say that that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he stayed ready and yet he was not ready for, to, for him to get his neck snapped on a Not Wednesday. at all. Yeah. Apparently his weakness all along was uh, having his head grabbed by two human hands and twisted uh, enough to snap his neck. Man, and I thought I was bad before I had my coffee. Am I right? <laughs> Listen, I don't know if it's canon that it was in the morning. I just said that. It could have been an afternoon. Uh, regardless, Liu Kang, straight up murdered. Sonya Blade finds out and is like, oh shit, pressure's really on for me this time. Uh, Liu Kang kind of like tied things up in the last few tournaments, but I guess uh, we got to really make this happen. Uh, so she finds out, yeah, the Deadly Alliance is here. It's Shang Tsung and Quan Chi. They're trying to resurrect the immortal army of Outworld's first emperor, Onaga, the Dragon King. Uh, shit's bad. 
So Sonia rounds up the buddies. She gets uh, her squad together. I see you looking up her costume. I literally, so I'm on, um, oh God, this is going to sound like such shilling. So I'm on the fandom wiki um, looking up her, the mortal. And, and so if you go to someone's Mortal Kombat wiki, they will show you um, a bunch of gifts and other things like a gallery in order of like all of their costumes, a lot of their end poses and all that stuff. So as you've been talking, I've just been kind of scrolling through. Yeah, chronologically through the yeah, costumes. Yeah, chronologically through yeah, the yeah. costumes because I'm that nerd. Yeah, well, I believe this was the era of her looking like she was a general in the military. Yes, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. She's got like the full body costume right she's there. Got, yeah, she's got a whole suit. She looks like she's straight out of Metal Gear Solid. Mm -hmm. um, she looks like a commander of a, like an old-timey naval fleet. She yeah. does not look like a modern... From, like, the waist up, she looks like Cammy, but then waist down, pants. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just a thong. Like Instead of just a thong. Like she the, has pants. Like they were in the military of, yeah. more, of Street Fighter. <laughs> she, well, you know, you got to keep pants. your legs free and uh, ready to kick at any time. So a I understand anytime. why Cammy was like, camo from the waist up, thong. Waist down. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. Full range of movement. Um, so, you know, Sonya rounds up the old gang. She gets Jax and Johnny together and uh, all the other friends that she's made throughout her story with the Mortal Kombat franchise so far. Um, and they are all slaughtered, absolutely killed. The Deadly Alliance kills all of them and wins. That's it. They, they win. They resurrect Onaga's army. Uh, and all of our heroes are dead. That Liu Kang dude's, like, real important, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, apparently. Uh, and then things take an interesting turn as Quan Chi and Shang Tsung are celebrating their victory, having successfully resurrected this army. Now they're like, okay, we have an unkillable army. We're going to take over the world. Who should come back but Onaga himself? He's been resurrected. Now he has his army. He's ready to claim them and conquer the realms. Quan Chi, Shang Tsung, even Raiden can't beat him. He kills all of them and uh, resurrects Sonya, Jax, Johnny, and makes them part of his undead army. So now they are all basically zombies that are being controlled by uh, a horrible villain because he's a great necromancer and used to uh, help him conquer all of the realms. But thankfully, some new heroes rise. They beat Onaga. Mm -hmm. And uh, who but Liu Kang himself as a, a zombie... Brought back from the dead. I don't remember exactly how. Uh, <laughs> teaming up with a ghost ninja named Ermac, who I believe has a thousand or is it a million souls all held in a single ninja body? Yeah, it's it's some ridiculous amount of souls. He's hoarding souls. He's a ghost ninja. Yeah. It rules. But uh, Ermac and Zombie Liu Kang manage to bring all of their friends back uh, to life, and Sonya is restored. And uh, is probably pretty pissed that she was used as a, as a weapon of uh, injustice since her whole life is so unbelievably dedicated to upholding, freedom. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, upholding the, the, uh, the will of the United States yeah. wherever she may go. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Uh -huh. Oh, she's a warhawk. Yeah, she's a warhawk. <laughs> uh, so Sony being she's Sonya, running. <laughs> she is running. She does not have a comfort food. She doesn't have a comfort food. Her comfort food is war. Yeah. Her comfort food is bullet casings. <laughs> um, so Sonia, I, I love the, the, her response to having been a zombie, being resurrected. A lot of other people might be like, what am I doing with my life? Or like, I really got to turn things around. Or like, boy, things are getting a little too crazy. I'm going to take a step back and just like focus on me for a minute. She just goes back to doing cop stuff with the Outworld Investigation <laughs> Agency. She somehow winds up in this weird, like, struggle uh, with another cyborg ninja named Sector, who has created his own cyborg ninja uh, clan. And they're just doing... Sector, you a bitch. 
Yeah, they're just doing vague bad guy stuff. Uh, so she gets like this cool airship that she's commanding and they're having like a crazy airship fight. And while they're doing that, uh, she discovers, after she, I think, takes down his airship, mm -hmm. she discovers evidence that there is a demigod uh, from another realm called Adenia, where, like, mm -hmm. a lot of god-esque people, you know, characters like Kitana, Melina are from there. Yeah, it, it seems like it was a Rain. real chill realm until yeah. uh, Shao Kahn came. Yeah, very, like, Greek god -y kind of realm. Mm -hmm. And then Shao Kahn fucked it all up. But she finds out that, yeah, this, like, ancient demigod uh from adenia has been awoken he's been asleep for like thousands maybe millions of years and she finds evidence on like sector's crash ship that he was there so she starts investigating and try to find out like who is this guy and what is he doing because that's the whole point of the outworld investigation agency she's x-files but for realms she's like looking into any potential threats from other dimensions she's military batman she's like doing her investigations yeah she's got all of her gadgets yeah and so she goes to the Antarctic as she's doing this investigation. She finds this demigod and finds out that he is part of this like ancient prophecy uh, about pretty much the world ending. The idea that there's going to be this pyramid that's going to rise uh, somewhere in Outworld. And these two demigod brothers are going to fight at the pyramid, which everyone gets to the top, will gain godlike power and become like the soul of the one being, this ancient godlike force. And she's like, all right, this is all bad news and I need to stop it from happening. <laughs> uh, so she winds up fighting in like a real, real war where all of the heroes from Mortal Kombat and all of the villains from Mortal Kombat are doing battle at the base of this pyramid in a struggle to see who's going to make it to the top of the pyramid and attain godlike power and pretty much be able to do whatever they want, good or evil. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's in that battle that Sonya dies. Like, dies for real. Uh, she kind of knocked that off. Yeah. Yeah, she croaks. Uh, the last two people that make it to the top of that pyramid are Raiden, uh, the god of thunder, defender mm -hmm. of Earthrealm, and Shao Kahn, uh, who's still fucking hanging around, being an asshole. And, uh, he's like the middle management at this point, right? Yeah, at this point, he, he's gone up and down. You know, at first he was the big bad, and then he was defeated and kind of like lived in obscurity for a while. Mm -hmm. And then he tried to make a, you know, he's murdered by his, uh, like, vice president of being a bad guy. And, uh, <laughs> and then he was in, like, a weird skirmish for a while with his uh, adoptive daughter who turns on him and raises an army. And it, it, he's been brought so low, but is still so powerful yeah. that he manages to wind up at the top of that pyramid with Raiden. They're the last two. And he's going to win. He's going to crush Raiden's skull with his, like, chaos hammer or whatever it's called. And, uh, and inspire Triple H for decades to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's Bad News Bears, so Raiden does the last thing that he can think to do, which he probably should have done a lot earlier, uh, which is send a message back in time to his younger self circa the first Mortal Kombat tournament uh, with the only phrase he's able to get out, which is, he must win. And that's it. He's not able to be any more specific Why than that. Why can't you say, who is he... That's just one more word. It really would have helped if we just said a name. It's just like one more yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. Like, you Liu Kang must win. You could even or just like, say, Liu Kang must win. Liu Kang win. Or Yay. Shao Kahn must win. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever the idea is, it. it you know. We just know Sonya's out. Well, it creates a new timeline uh, in which Sonya's life goes very, 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 very differently than it did the first time around. Um, and. That's kind of for two reasons. One, because Raiden sending a message back in time at all changed the timeline, but also because it was so vague, 
Raiden started making lots of different decisions than he did the first time around that had lots of micro changes right. to this time. Well, because now he's like overthinking everything. Exactly. Exactly. And good things happen and really, really horrible things happen. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that really changes for Sonya is that tits out, guns out. Yeah, Sorry, I'm looking at her outfit. Gets those tits out and her guns. <laughs> Yeah, so in this new timeline, first things first, she gets massive breasts, which have uh, an unbelievable amount of cleavage. Uh, And just no covering. No, no, it's not. She's wearing a vest, I believe, and that's it, right? And And it doesn't zip up all the way? It doesn't zip all the way up. So there's no point in wearing it. No. This offers you no protection. No. If anything, if I were her, I imagine I'd be extremely concerned with spilling out of my vest while I'm trying to fight. Yeah, like, have you... Like, it would be you, very distracting. You I have never imagine. worried about running without a bra. I haven't. But it's kind of a... Because she's not wearing one there. And I know she's not taking time to do that Kardashian tape where you, like, tape it up so it don't move. But... Uh, How much tape would that require? Th- there's a video. Like it's, rolls? It's like a roll of, like, uh, masking tape. And you can watch her do it where she tapes herself up. And it's basically she's creating, a, like, a, a sarcophagus of boob where she's just, like... What? Yeah, like all of this taping around her back, um, up her up her ribs, and then around the boobs to get them exactly, and then up and around to get it where it needs to be so she can wear it underneath them dresses without wearing a bra. It's a process. Wait, so all of that is just to avoid wearing a bra? Uh-huh. Or to wear dresses where it just looks better without a bra? Well, to wear dresses where you can't wear a bra with it, I but, you're, but you're dressed like Sonia. Mm. Hmm. Where you've got like the slit all the way down to your navel. Yeah. I will say that that Mortal Kombat game, 9, where the new timeline began, really a low point for the costumes that every uh, every single woman in the Mortal Kombat has no clothes wear. on. No, no clothes. None. And, like, you know, there was some of that throughout the Mortal Kombat yes. franchise, but... N- Not to this degree. Much better than other games of its time. And nowhere near the degree, yeah. It's, I yeah, mean, I think Melina has a costume that's literally, like, a few bandages. It is. It's just, and literally, maybe three or four. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, nothing is going to get DOA's boob physics or, no. like, bounce physics. They but tried. It's not. There were definitely boob physics in that game. Oh, yeah, there were some, but it's never going to be, like, as bad as... No. And this was the one where it's also... Um, was this also the same time they were working on the Justice League game that had the massive, ridiculous boob physics? Maybe is that injustice? It might have been like the first injustice, yeah, or, so they would or have been justice versus yeah. or justice versus uh, Mortal Kombat, yeah. where Wonder Woman is walking, and it's like, are you, you? They don't move like that when you just walk, <laughs> and they definitely shouldn't when you're wearing like a bustier. Like I don't know. It's, yeah. Good lord. We get it. Boobs are great. I mean, look. just go to Pornhub. <laughs> They're there for free. And you don't have to play this game. And in fact, now people are taking like the actual games and people who are way smarter and better at programming than anyone I know are actually making them into porn. So if you want to see it be porn, you can go watch it be porn. It does feel strange to me, the whole idea of like, I want to get horned up when I play my video (laughs) games. Because the thing is like, if you are playing that game to get horned up, how is it possible? Like, you, it requires a lot of dexterity to play a video game. It really is. Your like, hands you have, are pretty tied up. They're doing everything. They're pressing buttons. They're moving joysticks around. Yeah. And also, your brain can't be distracted because these are, like, split-second decisions, especially if you're one of those people that's like, you know, here's where the hitbox is, so I got to make sure I hit that so that I can get in my combo and get in this combo. You and people who don't know do video that. games well are going to think that that's a masturbation thing, not a video game <laughs> See? This is the yeah. problem. It is, it is mystifying to me why anyone is like i need my games to be as horny as possible yeah there's a whole but they're out there and again take- and they're going to yell at me on twitter after this look podcast comes out guys guys 
Take any game character you like, put her name into Pornhub, and have fun. Just have fun. And it's hands-free, or at least one-handed, <laughs> if you're doing it on your phone. Yeah. Like, just do it that way. I bet they probably have helmets you can wear where you mount the phone on the helmet, you know? Probably. And then it, the phone's in front. Of you. I'm sure that's out there. Oh, if you I, need both hands. I'm sure someone's in a VR version. Like a VR version or AR where you're like... Of Mortal Kombat porn? Yeah, Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat porn. Again, striking viker, vipers. But like, no, I'm sure that that exists. Yeah. So do that. There, there was, we... I, I forget which episode this was on. I believe it was the episode where I talked to Katie Delaney about Shang Tsung. But we were talking about how every obscure character in Mortal Kombat, you can for sure find some smutty drawings people have done. Yeah, it's what, Rule 63? Yeah. Yeah, Rule 63. We were talking about uh, Onaga, the Dragon King. She's like, there's no way that there's like Onaga porn. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my be- my best buddy Walter uh, texted me and was like, there is, and sent me some horrific stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, truly, truly horrific. But it's there. Then there's lots of it. And there's lots of it. And again, most of it you can find for free. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's like this whole Tifa thing. Have you seen that? No. So there's the new um, Final Fantasy remake. Right. The remastered. Final Fantasy VII. And so they, people are really mad because Tifa's boobs look smaller. And it's like, well, she's like a fighter. She's probably wearing a sports Jesus bra and Christ. boobs get smushed. But also, she's not like 12 pixels anymore. Her hands are also much smaller because they're, they're not... They're not giant <laughs> clubs like they were in the PlayStation <laughs> yeah. 1 game. But no one's complaining about how like you know small her hands are. They're only mad because boob go away. I just hope that everyone who's complaining about this manages to find a therapist they like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know, I uh, some podcasts will have uh, places you can go where you can get discounts on therapy. I suggest yeah. you try them. Hey, if any therapists want to advertise <laughs> on this podcast for... Uh, I'm going to say... So far, it seems like only 1% of the listeners um, <laughs> who don't have one and need one badly. Um, There's a couple of online ones. Just yeah. give them. Just do it. If you're yeah. in, and if you're in California and low income, just go to Southern California Counseling Center, my dudes. Get help. Hot tips. You're Hot on Moral Podcast. Southern California Counseling Center. <laughs> Sliding scale. <laughs> um, so all that said, while it was a low point uh, for Sonia's costuming uh, in this new timeline, I would say it was a high point for her story in that uh, she was really put center stage and got to have a much richer and more interesting story. She, Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no longer Sonya going to Shang Tsung's Island to find Kano. Instead, uh, her partner Jax yes. has gone on a mission to investigate this mysterious island, this mysterious tournament that's happening, and he winds up getting kidnapped. And so Sonya goes there to rescue her friend, uh, Jax. She winds up going there, yada yada, gets kidnapped, told that it's the first Mortal Kombat tournament, she's going to have to fight in it, um, and also runs into Kano, who, in this timeline, was an informant for Special Forces, but was also running the Black Dragon Clan and, like, totally sold them out. That totally makes so much sense, though. Yeah, yeah, he was playing both sides. Yeah, he's And so she's shit. like, well, great, now I'm going to find Jax, I'm also going to take you down, Kano. I fucking hate you, dude. Um, the one... Major thing that changes over the course of like that Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 2 story mm-hmm. is that Sonya and Johnny have kind of a love-hate relationship. Like at first she's like, wow, I fucking hate this guy. He's so full of himself. He's so egotistical. He's so annoying. And then by the end of the Mortal Kombat tournament, he really steps up. Like he's a movie star, but he shows up and he shows that he's actually a really great fighter. Mm. He sees her fighting Kano, runs in and saves her life basically from getting a... Uh, murdered by Kano. Um, and he winds up being like an okay guy. She's not 
in love with him yet. She, he's not necessarily her type, but she's like, oh, we can be friends. Right. She finds Jax. She tries to rescue Jax uh, and calls in, like, a helicopter, and a helicopter flies in, and uh, Shang Tsung, like, fires off a fireball that destroys their rescue helicopter, which I'm sure was very confusing for the person flying that helicopter. Yeah. Who didn't realize there was all this monster stuff going on. It's just like, oh, shit, is that a fire? Did, did a man just throw a fireball at me? <laughs> Boom. Ah, helicopter like down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she winds up having a fight in this tournament. She fights Sub-Zero and Ninja with ice powers. She fights Kano in the tournament. She's like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. Uh, and eventually... She, Jax, Johnny team up with Raiden and with Liu Kang and they win the tournament, yada, yada. Sonya gets captured during the second tournament. She gets brought to Outworld. Uh, her friends actually come to Outworld and save her this time. She's got a more tight-knit group of friends. Aww. Yeah, like now she's a little closer with Liu Kang, a little closer with Johnny just because of the little micro changes in this timeline. And so they all come to save her, not just Jax. Um and while she's there, uh, she makes some new friends, too. She meets Sub-Zero, too. The first Sub-Zero is dead. Uh, her yeah, his little brother guy. is a, a kind of nice dude. Yeah, he's awesome. So they become pals, uh, this guy named Kwai Lang. She also meets a princess from another realm called Adenya named Katana, and they become friends. Um, and then things go horribly wrong. <laughs> things have been, like, much better for Sony in this timeline, mm-hmm. and then things go horribly wrong. Um, again, because of all these small changes in Raiden's decision-making, uh, Sindel... Katana's mother, who killed herself when Shao Kahn invaded Edenia, uh, she gets resurrected and basically storms in on a meeting of uh, Sonya and friends and kills everybody except for Sonya, Liu Kang, and Johnny Cage. Even Jax just gets killed, laid out. I mean, she can fly. She's got that voice thing. Mm-hmm. She's got the whole Banshee vibe going on. Yeah, Sindel's super powerful. Yeah. And uh, so she, she makes quick work of it. And that hair. Man, she's like five or six different like super powered beings at once yeah Yeah, because she's got the flight she's got the hair she's She's like a million different people from one day to the next (laughs) yeah damn you now that's now that's there and that's never going away Uh um Uh but uh it is a massacre it's horrible and Liu kang at this point, snaps because he had been falling in love with Katana and he had been questioning Raiden's judgment because Raiden just kept saying, like, yeah, I keep hearing this phrase, he must win. And Liu Kang's like, what are you talking about? So he'd already been questioning Raiden's judgment and now Katana's been murdered and all of their plans have gone awry. Mm. Shao Kahn has an advantage and Raiden's like, I don't really know what to say for myself. Like, I still don't know what he must win means. Liu Kang goes nuts. He attacks Raiden um, and... He wants to just, like, go murder Shao Kahn. Raiden sees things escalating, and uh, there's a horrible accident, and Raiden accidentally kills Liu Kang. So now Outworld is in the process of invading Earthrealm. Liu Kang is out of the equation. Everyone's dead except for Raiden, Sonya, and Johnny Cage. It's, like, a very different situation yeah. than in the first timeline. It's the B-team. Yeah, it really is. Um, but... Sonya and Johnny rise to the occasion. They help Raiden defeat Shao Kahn. He figures out that he must win has something to do with letting Shao Kahn win and letting the Elder Gods take over. Long story short, they defeat Shao Kahn, but it was a great cost. So now Raiden, Sonya, and Johnny are staying there, and they're like, well, we saved Earthrealm, but uh, we lost so many people. We can't let that happen again. Like, we have to do things differently. So years later, 
Johnny and Sonia are on the special forces together, you know, because Jax is dead. So many other people yeah. are dead. They're the new heads of special forces. Uh, Kenshi's back in the picture. He, the blind telepathic swordsman, he's part of the team. Uh, and they are in the process of trying to stop Shinnok from invading from Netherrealm. We kind of like catch up on the timeline like yeah. in media res like for that storyline and uh shinnok and quan chi and their undead revenant army which is now made up of all of the friends that were killed they obviously went down to the nether realm and yeah. now they're being used as shinnok's army so sonia and johnny have to fight everyone from like sub-zero uh and people like scorpion to undead versions of like Jax and katana and Liu kang and like sometimes they couldn't defeat those people when they were living i know it sucks it's yeah. super super sad um but presumably they've been training you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they managed to get Low pretty those far. Many yeah, yeah. Sonia and Johnny managed to get all the way right up to Shinnok, and Shinnok's about to kill Sonia with like a, I don't know some kind of demonic energy blast. Mm-hmm. And Johnny actually takes the bullet for her. Like that's how much he has changed as a person. He jumps in the way, and uh, thankfully some weird magic manifests itself. Um, he is a descendant of like a Greek Mediterranean war cult or something. Of course. So, he has a power that only manifests itself when he's protecting someone he loves. Aww. And Sonia's like, what? And she sees how much he's changed. Emotions are high. They just beat Shinnok. You know, they don't have a lot of friends left. And uh, they get together. Um, but just as it's happening, Johnny gets stabbed in the heart by Zombie Jax. <laughs> Shit. Johnny's dying. Uh, he's going to become a Revenant soldier too. And uh, Sonia is like, who's doing this? It's Quan Chi, who, you know, now that Shinnok's dead, Quan Chi's the last person left. Yeah. And uh, they have to stop Johnny from becoming a revenant. With Raiden's help, uh, they manage to do that. And in the process, they somehow, like, accidentally restore a few of their friends to life, too. So Jax comes back, Sub-Zero comes back, and Scorpion comes back as humans. Oh, hey, dude, it's nice to see you. Thank you for for doing this. Oh, yeah, we totally on purpose saved you. It was on purpose that we saved all of you. It's great that it worked. Um, so after all that goes down, Johnny is like, Hey, look, we're in the middle of a crazy situation. Our lives are probably always going to be crazy, but it seems like for now we're safe. Why don't we like be people and get together, Sonia? Like, let's start a family. Let's have a life together. That seems risky and dicey, but all right, Johnny. It does. But Sonia's like, you know what? Yes. So we get to see uh, a timeline where Sonia decides to be a little selfish, like focus on herself to try to have something else in her life. Eat, pray, bone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cut to 25 years later. Johnny and Sonia have gotten married. They've had a daughter named Cassie Cage. Uh, who, you know, she's a little bit Sonia, a little bit Johnny. Uh, a lot of bit also Pornhub. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there's so much. Oh, God. oh, Pornhub loves Cassie. Wow. You sound like you've seen some stuff. I have seen some stuff. Uh-huh. And also, unfortunately, people in my life know that I find that shit really funny. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I get, I'll get texts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Well, uh, they have Cassie, and that's a good thing. Uh, but their marriage has fallen apart because Sonia was like, well, I'm still like very focused on protecting people, being part of the military, being part of special forces. Mm-hmm. And Johnny was like, oh, I thought we were going to, like, just do the family thing and stop fighting evil. Well, you know, it's like speed. Like, relationships that are built off of intense situations are probably not going to work. Wow. They should have listened to their Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. They should have listened to their inner Sandra. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't. So they get divorced. Uh, things are kind of on the rocks and a little awkward between them. Um, and around this time, like, 25 years later, uh, Cassie 
is joining uh, Special Forces. She's in the process of getting her own little team together. It's her. It's Jax's daughter, Jackie Briggs. Um, it's Kenshi's son, Takeda, who has been trained by Scorpion. And, uh, and he was a hottie fun uh, hots a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's dreamy. <laughs> and there's even uh, someone who trained at the same uh, temple as uh, Liu Kang and is a cousin of his good friend Kung Lao, uh, this guy named Kung Jin, um, who's the first openly gay Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did it. Yeah, so Cassie's got her little team. They're called the Combat Kids uh, in the common parlance. What a terrible name. Well, not officially. Yeah, but, but still. So, yeah. I don't care if it's just Uncle Johnny calling me a Combat Kid. That is. Yeah, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear no, it. No, no. Uh, and so Sonya's sort of like training them. Um, and Johnny's still part of Special Forces. They have to see each other at work. But they're, you know, they're okay. Relatively cool. Um, and they've done a lot as the new Special Forces. They've even managed to broker peace with Outworld. Uh, and their new emperor, Kotal Khan. Um, so you look are, what a treaty can do. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good time, at least for Earthrealm. In Outworld, there's still like a civil war um, over who's going to get to lead in the power vacuum since Shao Kahn's death. Um, but, you know, Earthrealm's doing what they can. Special forces are taking in refugees uh, from Outworld to keep them safe. Um, and then one day, Sonya finds out that one of the refugees that they've let in from Outworld is Kano. Uh, of course it is. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, fuck that guy. So she storms over to the refugee camp uh, where Kano entered, and she finds him and just starts beating on him, just beating the shit out of him. Uh, you can't actually do that, though? No, that's, like, super uh, not cool. Yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, so she starts beating up a refugee um, <laughs> who is, you know, at least a terrorist. ACAB. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and at least she finds out that he is up to no good. He has Shinnok's amulet. Uh, which Shinnok's, you know, soul or whatever is trapped inside of. Mm-hmm. And he is in the process of helping uh, Quan Chi resurrect Shinnok. Quan Chi happens to be kept uh, at the same facility that all these refugees are coming into because after they saved Johnny from becoming a revenant, you know, they arrested this uh, necromancer that seems sorcerer that lives in hell. And they were like, you're under arrest, sir. And they've been keeping him at a facility for like several decades. Yeah, that feels that feels right. Yeah. It does. You just kind of walk him in. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready to go to my j- my cell now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just take him into jail. Is it one of those ones where it's like him and a bunch of the other Neville Round people and they're like making whatever, whatever the version of that Godfather spaghetti was? <laughs> like in yeah, I think it's called Godfather's cell. spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, they're just like slicing up the garlic really thin, uh-huh. except by garlic, it's souls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just putting it in there. A little slice, a little dice, just making up a nice uh, stir fry, soul stir fry. Yeah. Soul stir fry. <laughs> um, yeah, Sonya's like, oh shit, like, so there's a, an attempt to bring Shinnok back. That's no good. We need to go to the Nether Realm and investigate, like, what's happening, if it's even possible for him to come back. Um, so she goes to her buddy Jax, and she's like, hey, I know it's, like, a sensitive subject, uh, but you were, like, a, you know, zombie soldier uh, in hell for a little while. Uh, you know your way around the Nether Realm. I need your help. Will you, like, go down there with me? And it turns out Jax is, like, pretty pissed at Sonya, because he was like, <laughs> I was traumatized by that experience. Yeah. I have serious PTSD. Yeah. I did not want my daughter joining special forces, uh, but you like welcomed her in, which, you know, I'm sure Sonny's like, well, it's not really up to you what your daughter does yeah, with her she life. Yeah, she to do whatever. Yeah. Ain't you married? Go, yeah. go home. <laughs> um, and so uh, she asked for Jax's help and he's like, I, I don't know. But uh, he says, okay, I'll help if it means you know, saving everybody. Um, and so they go back to... Uh, 
kidnap Quan Chi, who, sorry, I, I actually told that wrong. Quan Chi has not been at this facility for decades. He's mm. still in the nether realm, uh, just fucking around. Oh, just hanging out. Yeah, so she's like, uh, you need to help me go arrest Quan Chi. Then they go down there and they arrest him. They bring him to the facility. <laughs> not less ridiculous. In, eh, no. Um, so they bring him back to that facility and uh, he's like, yeah, we're trying to bring Shinnok back. Yeah, that amulet was part of the plan. What of it? Um, what you going to do? Who going to check me? Yeah. And uh, their whole plan kind of backfires because uh, through Scorpion shows up at the base. He's like, I want to kill Quan Chi. They're like, no, he does qu- kill Quan Chi, but not before Quan Chi is able to say whatever phrase he has to say to free Shinnok from the amulet, which is on the premises because Kano came in there as a refugee. <sighs> All of these things lead to Shinnok being resurrected on earth sonia and johnny try to fight him they fail he kidnaps johnny which like oh that's a fun twist usually sonia that gets kidnapped yeah about time uh-huh yeah equal rights equal fights yeah and Shinnok kidnaps johnny brings him down to the nether realm uh where he's planning his attack uh he's gonna poison like a jinsei temp- temple or mm-hmm. a jinsei force or something on earth realm he's gonna try to destroy earth and uh, so Sonia has to team up with her daughter and Cassie's team to save dad, to save Johnny uh, from Shinnok. And they do succeed. They defeat Shinnok. Cassie's actually the one who does it. God, that's so badass. That's like my favorite fact. Yeah, it rules. Cassie manages to kill Shinnok to save Johnny. The family is reunited. And after going through this intense situation... Johnny and Sonia, who apparently did not learn their lesson the first time, are like, wow, it's like, I just feel like emotions are high, and we got the family back together. We're like, should we, should we give this another shot? Listen to Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and they do. They do. They give it another shot. And you know what? It works out. The family is reunited. They're happy together. Uh, a couple years later, you know, they are... Hanging out, uh, Cassie and Sonia and Johnny oh, are all—they're all part of the same team, and they find out that you know they have their truce with Outworld, um, but Netherrealm has a new leader, and it's Liu Kang. He has become, you know, basically the king of hell, and uh, he's up to something. There's an old temple, like a bone temple, that belonged to Shinnok down in the Netherrealm, and there's some weird energy readings, and uh, is it the crossroads? So they won't be lonely. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) They basically, in a very Warhawk fashion, Raiden shows up and is like, here's my opinion. Uh, We should preempt any possible attack. We should go there and destroy that bone temple (gasps) and fucking, like, kill Liu Kang. And Johnny's like, yeah, that seems unnecessary. Super unnecessary. Yeah, and Cassie's like, yeah, I don't know. But Sonya, who, again, she's a Warhawk. She's like, I agree. Better to be safe than sorry. Mm. We have been through so much already because we did not act fast enough. Let's go down there and find out what's going on. They do not need, like, a death-worshipping temple that used to belong to Shinnok. Let's bomb it. Let's destroy it. Yeah, that's never been bad before. mm -hmm. That's always worked. So Cassie's like, okay, I'll go with you, Mom. Let's do this. And they go down there, and uh, shit goes south really fast. Mm -hmm. And Sonya winds up having to sacrifice herself uh, to save Cassie. And she does. Mm. And so Sonia dies. That's the end of that timeline for Sonia is that she, you know, manages to finally get her family back together. And because she, you know, overstepped as a military person, uh, this part of her that she could never escape from because that's who her dad was and mm. that's who she built her whole life around being, uh, she met an unhappy end. Too um, soon. And that's also, is that the end of the good voice acting? We have reached the beginning of it? No, that is, is some the, of bad the bad one? voice okay, acting. Okay, there is some of the- <laughs> 
Ronda fucking Rousey. Can I cuss? Yeah. Ronda fucking Rousey is so painful to listen to in Mortal Kombat 11 that it ruins it. Um, not Because not only is it just that, that she's bad at acting, because she is, she's terrible. And if you're bad at acting, you're definitely especially bad at voice acting. Um, they also keep sliding in these little nods and winks to... You know, her entrance music in WWE, her catchphrases like do nothing, bitch, like all of these little things, they slip in. So even when I'm actively trying to forget it's Ronda Rousey, this fucking game won't let me. Yeah. Also, like, minor thing, but at this point, Sonya's got to be, like, up there in years. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, we've already skipped over, like, almost three decades since Earth was invaded by Outworld. And years have passed now since Shinnok was defeated. Like, Mm -hmm. she's got to be optimistically, like, in her 50s. At least in her 50s. Because she managed to rise up the ranks in the military before the first Mortal Kombat tournament even happened. So, yeah, Jesus, that had to have been 30-something years before the most recent game. Mm -hmm. She would have had to have at least been in her 30s to have gotten as high as she could. So, really, she should be in, like, her mid-60s. Yeah. Um, Optimistically, she did ROTC, and that bumped her up some ranks, but that's still, like, ROTC ranks, no one really counts those, I guess. Or at least that's what I hear. But Ronda Rousey has, like, a young-sounding voice, too. So, like, it is, it really takes you out of the game that she sounds younger than Cassie Cage. It only starts to work when, so, you know, Sonya dies. But a new villain shows up on the scene, and it's Kronika, the god of time. And Kronika is opening up all these time vortexes where she's bringing in people from the past, specifically from between the first and second Mortal Kombat tournaments, hmm. um, in order to fix the timeline. Because the way she sees it, Raiden's fucked the timeline too much. Shinnok is her son, so it's a little personal for her. Uh, uh-huh. But she's like, I'm going to make a new timeline where there is no Raiden and where everything goes the way that it's supposed to be and there's balance because basically too much good shit has happened to the good guys in this storyline. It's not a good enough balance between good and evil. So she's bringing in all these people. Uh, so she's like a judge in like a family law case where it's like, if, if everyone's happy, then no one wins. You all have much. to be equally miserable. Yeah, it's okay. the, uh, who was it that made him cut the baby in half? So King Solomon? King Solomon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a King Solomon situation. <laughs> um, but she brings in all these like villains from the past who've lost something or are dead in this timeline and says to them like, I need people to protect me while I reverse the time in this hourglass. Uh, you all have something to gain from me making a new timeline. Be my army. But in the process of doing so, she also is accidentally opening up rifts in time that are bringing heroes forth too, mm-hmm. including Sonya. So a young Sonya arrives just as Johnny and Cassie are dealing with the fact that their, their Sonya just died. Mm-hmm. And it creates a kind of a fun and interesting dynamic because young Sonya is brought into the present. Young Johnny is brought into the present while old Johnny is still here. There is nothing more fun than listening to old Johnny fucking ream young Johnny. It rules. It is the best thing. It's so good. I'm so impressed on like a storytelling level that over the like 27 years of Mortal Kombat games, they've taken a character that was like a ostensibly a joke character to begin yeah. with. That was like a parody of Jean-Claude Van Damme, a movie star entering this like fantasy tournament who at best the, a the joke is that he would die right away yeah. and turned him into someone who's so well developed that you could have easily built like a whole, you could have easily built a 40 hour like story game yeah. out of the dynamic of a Johnny Cage who is now 
you know, beaten multiple threats, become a dad, like, tried to become a better person, become more humble, and a Johnny Cage who was still, like, a hot movie star just trying to make it <laughs> by going brazenly entering this fighting tournament. Man, sometimes you got to be your own Logan, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, man, it's a great, great, great buddy story. Um, and then that's thrown in the mix with the fact that Sonya's here, like, reminding old Johnny of, like, the Sonya he lost. Meanwhile, she has to be like, wait, I'm going to get with this guy? Are you fucking kidding me? Because young Johnny's right there being an asshole. And young Johnny keeps being like, I'm going to hit that. <laughs> and old yeah. Johnny has to be like, hey, can you please show the mother of my child I'm some begging respect? You. <laughs> <laughs> can you please stop talking about how we're going to chop that down? Um... Yeah, they have this great, like, weird family dynamic. And it's such an important emotional journey that Sonya goes through in this game. So for it to be fucking wooden voice dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm not your Sonya. It's frustrating. Uh, it's so frustrating. It's very bad. It it all has the, like, can I speak to your manager tone, which is weird. Yes. Because it's, like, the worst side of Sonya is that, like, you know, obnoxious overstepping Warhawk, like military person, that personification of America getting over involved in conflicts, yeah, like and younger, overseas. Younger Sonia does make sense, but for older Sonia, no, yeah, yeah, but also like, it just robs it of all the like depth. There's so much depth to so- like literally when she has to tell like Johnny, like, hey, I'm not your Sonia, and to hear it delivered just so flat and lifeless for yeah. these two characters that have so much. Go- ah. It should bring you to tears. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it is an interesting story for her in general in that mm-hmm. episode, in that uh, game because it's young Sonya pulled out of, the you know, the first tournament just ended. She's just acclimating herself. She just, like, rescued Jax, I think. And now uh, all of a sudden she's brought decades into the future and has her daughter standing there right next to her and just found out that her daughter let her die on a mission. So at first she's yeah. like pissed about it. That's an- Then she has to accept that like she grew a lot as a person and asked her daughter to let her die on the mission if it meant her daughter would be safe. So she just has to grow up like really, really, really fast. Like yeah. accept like, oh, people can change. Like Johnny changed. Maybe You let okay. me die. Yeah. Grr. Um, It is interesting. It's cool that Sonia basically gets like a second chance. She's yeah. alive in the present and could, in theory, continue to be so. But the uh, the end of that game is that Kronika gets defeated, but not before she erases time. So now it is on Liu Kang, who gets to who gets his young version gets brought back from the past. He gets fused. All sorts of crazy stuff happens, but it's basically in Liu Kang's hands now to reshape a new timeline uh, that will hopefully make all of his friends happy and give them some peace but it's unclear where the story is going to go from here like mm-hmm. maybe we'll start with the sonia who's still alive and has her family maybe she'll never have her family maybe it'll be we won't know yet by the time the next game comes out yeah i'm kind of happy because this is anytime you start dealing with time travel which is like one of those things where uh spoilers for a movie that's been out for fucking months one of my things with endgame because like i'm a huge comic book fan is once you start introducing time travel everything just starts getting messy yeah and so because then you have to start dealing with the ramifications of that it's what ruined the flash tv series i know that's a big part of his character but i feel like that's something that you can save for way later and so i think that part of when i started kind of falling out with the lore of this was when they started getting into time travel because that's an easy way for me to tune out yeah and so i like that they're taking this opportunity to be like okay all everything else is done that's done this is done we're gonna take the best at least i'm hoping this is what it's gonna be we're gonna take 
whatever they think the most compelling, it doesn't even have to be what I think are the best elements or what the audience thinks is the most compelling, but for the writers to say, this is what is going to be the most compelling combination of all these elements. We're going to put them together and that's going to be what this is from now on. Please do that and please stop fucking around with the timeline. I'd be very into that and I'd be very into them doing something completely insane, like having it said way in the past or way in the future Yeah, and just giving us like all new shit. Um, I'm totally okay with all new shit too. Yeah, because I think these characters have all had really great stories, but as you can kind of see with like Sonya and with a lot of these first game characters that uh we've covered over the course of this podcast so far their stories do feel like they've reached interesting conclusions for the most part they don't all feel that incomplete so if we were to move on with mostly new characters uh that'd be fine i don't mind mortal Kombat the new class with a k yeah um so that is the story of sonya blade uh i'm curious do you feel any obviously you're quite familiar with Mortal Kombat. Do you feel any (laughs) differently about her knowing uh, the full extent of her story? Well, a lot of it, because like I said, like I, because I got so not into the lore once they started really introducing these time travel bits. So some of this was really nice to get kind of filled back in Mm. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's an interesting person, that Sonya, and I think she's come a long way. Yeah. She has come a long way from being the girl one. Yeah. Yeah, now she's uh, one of the many girl ones. One of the many ladies. And they all wear clothes in this one, yeah. which is nice. It's cool. I, the design of Eleven is like maybe my favorite. Uh, the design of Mortal Kombat 11 is so fucking cool. I never care about like changing my character's costumes and like designing outfits. I usually am like, well, I'm the character. Like it, That's my avatar, so I don't care that much. Yeah. But in Mortal Kombat 11, I spent a, I spent a lot of time making... Making cool scorpions and sub-zeros. Because it's cool yeah. and it looks cool. It's not one of those things where sometimes you'll do them and it's like, this doesn't look right because it's not meant to be this customizable when it moves. This is like, oh no, this looks like it This looks like it belongs in this world. And oh, I yeah. love it. Uh, so that brings us to the last uh, and like second segment of the podcast, uh, Choose Your Destiny, uh, in which I ask you, Danielle, if you were in the Mortal Kombat universe, which realm would you be in from what would you be doing what would your powers be uh what would would you be a monster would you be a human uh would you be a ninja who would you be in the world of Mortal Kombat? i definitely want to be in adinia because adinia looks dope but not one of those not one of those poor like uh uh, carriage holder adinian people right um definitely royalty yeah or or at least just whatever i have to be so i don't have to like lift katana up every time she has to go pee Mm -hmm. that sounds miserable sure um but yeah i'd want to be from adinia i'd want to have powers for sure. What kind are we talking here? I think, because I really enjoy the way that Adinians use weapons, you know, like Katana's got that really cool fan. Um, Jade, her bodyguard, has that really cool staff. I think something like a, um, like a dual, like a dual, like, like a staff, but like with more knives. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, or something like some nunchucks with knives because it's Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. It look if Kung Lao can keep like going around the rim of that hat and not cutting himself, right? Then I could get some nunchucks. So with you've some got knives knife chucks. Knife chucks. So you've got knife chucks. Mm-hmm. You're from Adenia, mm-hmm. uh, presumably unbelievably hot, like everyone from Adenia is. Apparently, yeah. You live around super tall mountains and awesome waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the shit hits the fan in the Mortal Kombat storyline, are you somebody who who leaps into battle? Well, I have to because I have that awesome weapon. I'm, I assume that the, you're just the, like this is a great opportunity to use these knife chucks. Yeah, I've been training for so long. Like, why wouldn't I? Now right. it's a waste if you don't. Sure. Yeah, and I assume that they only let people learn those things um, if you're going to do something with it because it seems like there's a lot of people that just sit around and watch in Adenia, mm. which is why Adenia keeps getting its ass kicked. 
Does they get obliterated, yeah. Not a whole lot of warriors. Mm-hmm, a lot of no. very pretty people in robes. Yeah. You get like a handful of warriors. Yeah. So I'd be part of that handful. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And what would your fatality be in this situation? I think um, I, I love any classic head come off fatality. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what I would do is do one of those where, so you've got the knife chucks, uh-huh. right? And so you take the knife chucks plunge them into the back right rip your way all the way up okay right and then you turn it into a garrote oh where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. yeah so it's like tied around the neck yeah like a garrote wire yeah like, garrote uh, wire assassins use in uh, pop culture and maybe real life i maybe, can't say I, I, maybe real life i can't say and then you take the knives around and you slit the throat at the at the part that's getting squeezed and you kind of like pop it off yeah so the backslash part of that is that just like for fun that's just gratuitous okay that, that, like, I thought this like was going to go into, like, a Pez dispenser territory where, like, somehow the two slits along the back were going to allow you to do some... Gr- Just go up yeah. and go, burp, 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 and now he's a puppet. Yeah, well, Johnny Cage has got a puppet fatality. I know, in, in but I feel like the Adidians don't have a sense of humor, so I wouldn't be able That's to do true. it. They seem very self-serious. Well, do you see... Do you think you would be, like, the one Adenian who's, like... Hey, I'm like doing an hour at the, uh, (laughs) Hey, if you guys want to come down to the chuckle hut. (laughs) Yeah. The Denny and chuckle hut. Uh, probably. Uh I would probably be. And like, no one would know what to do with me. And they're like, just train how to fight and just stop talking so much. So you've been trained. I'm the carrot top of people were not sure what to do with the fact that you had jokes. Yes. And you were in a place where everyone was so gorgeous and life was so perfect that people didn't have to have personalities. Yeah. <laughs> and so they didn't you're, get it. You're like and they didn't the have one to move. person who just wound up having one. Yeah, they didn't have to move from other places right. to a place where everyone is perfect and pretty and, right, 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 right. and have to be funny to make money. Okay. Yeah. Tight, tight. Nice. Tight, tight. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Uh, where can people find you? Um, so you can find me on Fandom, where I host SJU a few days a week. Um, you can find me. I'm one of the writers of the Honest Trailers. We just, uh, you know, we put out one of our big ones not long ago for our 300th Honest Trailer. We did the entire MCU, so go check that out. I'm occasionally on the commentaries for those. It really kind of just depends on who's around. If you like wrestling, you can find me on my Max Fun podcast that is once a week, and that is Tights and Fights. And then just find me on Twitter because I'm in just a lot of places where nerd things happen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Man, that's so many places, and I'm glad, because people need more Daniel Radford in their lives. (laughs) (laughs) Others would beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, See you next week for the last of our Mortal Kombat 1 characters, uh, Liu Kang. And as always, uh, uh, fatality, I guess. Sure. Bye. (laughs) Great.